Hello, and welcome to RRI Explained, a RESPIOS podcast. It is the aim of the RESPIOS project to embed Responsible Research and Innovation, or RRI, into four universities across Europe in the hope of improving the interconnectivity between science research and society, with a particular focus on the biosciences. But what is RRI exactly? Well, hopefully we can find out together. Today we are joined by Saskia Tenberg, a research assistant who works alongside Professor Doris Esther at the University of Bremen, one of the partner universities of the RESPIOS project, who are project mentors focusing on education and developing new ideas of bringing RRI into education. Thank you for joining us today, Saskia. So the University of Bremen is one of the key RRI partners for the RESPIOS project, focusing on education. But how important is education within RRI and biosciences? So, so I think RRI is a really huge concept and um, it is discussing now on yeah, very high levels, I would say, in our project, how we can bring responsible, re- responsible um, research and innovation into society. But education is a main linking part from these new ideas of how we could do that to the society itself. So education is also not just university level, of course, it's starting at primary, primary level or even before that, um, but it's a link between society and research. And um, this is why RRI is extremely important for, um, or uh, the other way around, science education is extremely important to bring RRI ideas into society. And um, education itself, of course, but science education may be also important in science education because in science, there are a lot of contrary ideas about how we should deal with specific things. I mean, starting from ethics, starting from uh, can we, what can we do with, uh, how much research could we do with embryos, but also looking at the current uh, COVID crisis, how do we deal with facts? What are facts? How is biology or science affecting our everyday life? So these questions are the direct link between um, responsibility, research, innovation, and the society. So it's definitely important to link this, uh, to make it clear that there is a link so that the society doesn't think, okay, it's something totally different I cannot trust. So we have to strengthen this link and bring it through the, uh, through the education system, um, like at universities or at schools, into the society. It also depends on what kind of teaching. Is it teaching at universities? Is it teaching on a public level or on a school level? And I think the teaching part is really should be strengthened because it is not not clear for everyone that uh, we have how we deal in science and teaching about it and teaching how we get this knowledge and how knowledge arises is really important to get the trust of the society. So I think teaching about it and bringing RRI aspects on different levels into the education system is um, should be a key part 
but is important to to address also the values behind this project and um, to address those values which are also in society and see okay there are definitely connections and this has to become clear for students at university level for primary students and uh, the public society. So you talk a little bit about how it is important to sort of like know your audience teaching these different principles of RRI so gender equality open access public engagement. Is it important, do you think, to instill these sort of principles early on in primary school or secondary school? Or do you think it's more of a a concept that should be kind of introduced at university levels to sort of when people are going into kind of like their career choices and Mm -hmm. knowing that they need to take a bit more responsibility at that point, perhaps? Yeah, I think these principles um, definitely have to get apart at all levels, for sure, in a different form. So um, maybe the most obvious is, or for many people, might be the university level. It's definitely important, especially in science education, that the students learn about responsibility and how to do, how to find new innovations in a responsible way, and also how to do research that uh, fits to the needs of society. Um, and so on, just uh, for these two examples. But when students are entering university, they are maybe, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 years old. So they already build up an attitude. They already build up background knowledge. And if we wouldn't address those values behind our eye before they are reaching this age and they have never heard of, I have to respect other uh, living beings, I have to think about basic things like the the equality between um, different human beings, talking now about, for example, the gender aspects, then we are too late. So the values behind um, responsible research and innovation definitely have to be part of the education system from the very beginning. So I can also teach students or support students in their development from um, when they are very small and teach them that different forms of living have their right to be on earth, that we have to protect different forms of living, that I have to um, address also what a learning partner needs at the moment. And these are also values that are in RRI, that are preparing them step by step to take responsibility for their own doing and also for their neighbors, for their playing partners and later for yeah the society as a whole. So we have to start early and then, of course, get more specific and support students in also finding their ways. If I can answer a little bit long, it's, uh, that this is the second part, because um, at primary level or secondary, secondary school level, um, students are mostly learning what they are taught in schools. It's a little bit changing now, but mostly they are not finding new innovations or new ideas by themselves or at a very low level. So this is getting more and more when they are getting older, when they are at university, they are finding new questions that they want to answer. And at one point, there will not be a teacher and there will not be a professor that can tell them, okay, you have to think of, I don't know, data protection, you have to think of, you have to be responsible what you're doing over there. So they have to keep that in mind and they have to have this attitude that brings them to responsibility and uh, responsible innovations. And to get this attitude, it's too late to start at an attitude course at university. They have to develop it from their, their whole life and they will never stop to do it. 
So that's really interesting. So it's sort of like you put in the early building blocks early on in their education. So they don't form any misconceptions or to reinforce certain principles that you want that RRI and the Respires projects wants to promote in researchers later on. Yes, I would say so, because the support system is there. We have the support systems through teachers, through other educators, through different perspectives also. Some teachers are focusing on different uh, different aspects and then they are getting other teachers, meeting other educators that can give them a, a feedback. And this feedback is here we have the chance to support them. Later on, they have to stand on their own. But yeah, this chance uh, we, we should use. And the teachers and educators on different level should be aware of this chance and use this opportunity to bring RRI into science education. So would you think that education is sort of like the foundation for all the other pillars of RRI? So educating students, pupils of all ages about these principles is sort of the grounding foundation for all the other pillars of RRI. Do you think that is the case? Yeah, I'm just thinking of if it is a grounding, the grounding or a pillar, <laughs> but um, because I think there are definitely also other pillars that are extremely important. It's, if it's just education without content without scientific background, we are also lost as educators. So we definitely need this. Um, but it's an important pillar because uh, if we have this knowledge, this um, experience from others, these new innovations that are not educated and that get not part of the education system, we will lose them. They will just like, I don't know how to say this in English, they will just go to, to air and not really, the, the people cannot profit from them. And yeah, so education is definitely maybe not grounding, but an important pillar. And without this pillar, it's not possible to bring RRI into the society. So we definitely need to work together here. And um I think the picture of the pillars is quite a good metaphor because it shows that if we have, for example, different pillars like we have in, in our RRI project, um, education, and uh, near, near the other pillars, and we are also organizing events of exchanging ideas. I mean, this is not, we are not doing it because we are bored. It's definitely so important to bring these ideas together and to work together because different institutions have different expertise. And this is on a higher level, but it's the same at universities itself and the same at schools itself. We have to work together and keep updated about um, new innovations in research or also in school, school innovations or pedagogical innovations to bring this together in, in order to educate people and students. So educate without education, it's the house would break, I think, but without other pillars, the house would also break. So we have to more and more work together, especially in future when yeah, world is uh, getting more and more complex and we cannot be experts for one thing anymore. We have to work together and bring ideas together. How is the REST BIOS project trying to implement these changes? You mentioned before about the mentor-mentee system that is within universities. Is, there, is REST BIOS doing anything, as you, as you said previously, about going into primary schools or outside of the university infrastructure to promote these RRI tools? This is definitely a task 
or um, a part of what we are doing. We are organizing the events where we are exchanging um, ideas and building new ideas from different perspectives. And yes, yeah, as you mentioned before, we are a mentoring institution, so we can also support new institutions, new experts who are, who are entering the project with our experience and also sometimes concrete material or concrete workshops which have been conducted. And what we are trying to do is then to find new ways or solutions to the needs the specific institutions have. So they are listening to their institutional needs. They are in contact with their societies at place in their countries and their cities and see what they are needing. Um, and we try to find ways of bringing responsible research and different ideas and different topics, for example, in, in a nutritional context, health education, or in the context of ocean literacy. And ocean literacy is a good example because in some countries it's obviously more a topic than, um, than at other places. Um, so we have to see where the needs are and how we can bring those ideas into the society. And this is not the society just at university level and the colleagues, but also directly to the people in those cities and countries. How can we reach them? And this was um, a question which aroused uh, a lot within the last time because many people explained it was difficult to reach the society at the moment because it, uh, it was just very hard to find alternative ways we can use online for example because workshops uh, festivals where normally the the public is invited just weren't possible so this was uh, was the, the topic so how can we reach the society now and how can we get there again after this long time of, of a break. So um, it's an important question, but I think it's a very current question which, which aroused and we definitely have to work on it in more detail to see how we can reach the society and not get stuck at university level. It's a huge task. So just to clarify, like the University of Bremen acts as a mentor in the RESBIOS project in the field of education and runs workshops or does uh, tutoring or gives advice to the mentees, which are other universities which are trying to implement better education in their institutes. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is it's correct. But it's not, I think it's not just about advice. It's also about bringing people together who want to change something in education. So uh, we are also inviting other experts on different, on specific areas when we see um, the mentee institutions have specific needs where we don't have that much expertise, for example, we are also inviting other experts and bringing those ideas together and try to start also discussions about the specific methodologies to collect different ideas from different perspectives. I think it's, of course, we are sharing expertise, experiences, especially um, I, I was talking about Professor Elster. I am working with her. She has a lot of experiences in this area, which we are sharing, but we are we don't know everything. So we also try to connect and depending on what the mentee institutions need. I think we kind of touched upon it a little bit in the questions before, but 
So yeah, the RESBIOS focuses mostly on biosciences, uh, which is a very large umbrella of science and touches upon quite a lot of like areas which are obviously very kind of hot topics at the moment with climate change and the COVID pandemic, of course. How important do you feel that education within about the RRI kind of principles is important to kind of encourage kind of trust within the scientific community and to sort of, I don't know, have a, I don't want to say a better informed society, but a society that is more welcoming of what researchers and science has to say and the advice they have to give. Yeah, I think this is the most important question um, at the moment because we can feel it through the crisis we are in. At the moment, it gets it gets obvious that scientific topics concerning, I mean, you mentioned it, climate change, COVID-19, nutritional avail- availability is directly relating to our everyday lives. And people start to recognize this. Yeah, a few years ago, it was climate change was more abstract. Also, there was also um, people who said, yeah, there might be pandemics, but yeah, there also might be other things. It was, well, and now things are coming together. So the societies, the people feel the direct impact on their everyday life. But of course, this also awakes confusion, maybe is the right world or, or the, the people are not sure anymore who to trust. Is it still science we can trust? Then within science, there are different perspectives. So if science claims that they are yeah, the, the source of knowledge, so to say, what is if specific areas of science are contradicting? And if I, as someone who has maybe not an academic career, who is not, uh, not in touch with the scientific institutions, how can I then still trust what scientists and researchers tell me? And uh, I think this is a big reason why some people um, arise a specific kind of mistrust against science and research institutions, because to keep this overview and to um, decide for oneself, what can I believe, what should I believe, and therefore what should I do then in my everyday life? A simple example, should I wear a mask or not? Should I get vaccinated or not? It's harder, getting harder for the people to decide. Therefore, the link to education now, (laughs) I think it's really important to show again that science is something which developed out of society and is not something very abstract with what which was invented from uh, somebody and is now claiming to be the knowledge source of everything. So we have to make clear how science and how research is conducted and how um, knowledge or advice or data is yeah how, how we get this data and how we can read this data and if people know how those things develop they can maybe more trust in what what scientific advisors are saying so um, we have to strengthen the trust of the people in scientific methodologies and to enable them to judge by themselves which kind of knowledge or which kind of research, which kind of perspectives they want to trust and why people in building these scientific literacies so that they can by themselves decide 
what, what they are trusting and ha don't have the feeling that someone is forcing them to do something or to believe something. I think this is really important. Yeah, to be, be in, a, in a collaboration with the society and, def and, and um, bringing their perspectives and their ideas and their experiences into it. Do you think that universities need to play a greater role in educating society and educate like within the education systems within like primary and secondary schools? Do they need to, do you think the like bioscience departments need to have departments that are focusing on education and outreach to try and incorporate the research that is being done and provide a greater context to society and school pupils? Mm -hmm. Short answer is uh, yes. <laughs> I think um, the longer answer is, is concerning the, uh, the structure of universities. So universities themselves are education systems and they are educa educating people who are going into society and educating this society. So uh, main example, of course, teachers, but I don't only mean teachers, also other experts in, for example, bio biology or chemistry are working in the society later on and bringing ideas from the university system into the society itself. Our students uh, themselves don't have the direct contact, but some universities and also the, the University of Bremen, I think, has many, many outreach activities and is inviting those students into the rooms of, uh, of the university to visit yeah, the different institutions, but also to, to get a feeling of what science is and also to try different things or to get to know the methodology on, on very basic levels for children, for example. I remember we had some, some experiments and of course it's not the science we are, we are doing at university, but it's the system behind it. It's the methodology, the way of thinking. And this way of thinking can show to the students, to the children, to other interesting people of the public. This is already be done, but I think it should definitely be more strengthened at uh, different universities all around Europe because this is a huge opportunity to, to build the trust of the society and to make clear that universities are not big campuses outside of the city who are getting a lot of money and don't do anything. So that this is not the case, that science is developing out of society and is addressing the needs of society because otherwise science wouldn't, wouldn't exist any longer. And, and they wouldn't get money. So this is simple reasons, but people have to see this and they have to see the connection and, and see that they are also part of it, even if they are not working there. And I think referring to your question, I'm sorry, this was the longer part of the question. Should there be specific people at universities who, who are responsible for this? I would say yes, because uh, as we all know, at universities and other institutions, we are all quite busy, busy with our focus topics. And if we don't have people who are especially responsible for outreach, uh, it might get hard. But I think, I think those people should more be connectors, because also those responsible people who, who would do something like this, and would focus on outreach, they also have one perspective. They also have one educational career. And I think the speciality of science is that we have to bring perspectives and ex expertise together. And this should definitely also be part of these outreach projects so that they are connecting different institutions, but maybe focus on the 
transfers, so to say, on the outreach and, and advising those different institutions of how they can address the society and maybe also just, yeah, organizing events. I mean, that's not simple, but it's, <laughs> yeah, just a very basic idea, so to say. And I think this would be really important. I suppose that links back a little bit to what you said before about uh, bringing RRI and education and introducing that to students at the university as well. So they have that mindset when they are going off and carrying on their research that it is not someone else's responsibility, perhaps, that me as a researcher need to think about public engagement or ethics or gender. It's not someone else's responsibility. It's sort of ingrained in your own brain that by teaching and educating students and pupils about this from an early age, it's part of your thought process rather than an add-on that needs to be kind of taken into account because someone told you to. Yes, and I think this is this is really important that, that people are um, have the feeling that science is something or scientific thinking is something or the values is something inside them and it's not separately from them. And uh, maybe also in other aspects, uh, also <laughs> definitely from a teaching perspective, but it's just uh, the, the interest. So, I mean, uh, people are not developing interest and motivation for scientific topics if they don't get connected with it. And if they are interested, they will more and more go into details. They will more and more think about what is right, what would be, what is needed in future. How can we get there in a responsible way? And just this interest is also, I think, a main outcome of inviting society to the universities and just show how, yeah, how exciting it also can, it can be. So a big part of RESBIOS is this collaborative umbrella over lots of different European countries, lots of different university institutes. What are the challenges and what are the opportunities that that allows for? Because obviously education systems are different in different countries and different approaches are going to be taken by different universities. Each institute's had their own issues that they've wanted to address. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think maybe starting from one point that we are in a more and more globalized world and the basic knowledge is already developed. We as countries, as institutions have developed lots of experts in different fields. They have a lot of experience and there is good standing in this. But what we are facing now with um, a really globalized world and connected world, we have to come together because it's happening automatically. We are together in traveling processes and working processes in a pandemic again, a really good example. So we see the need of working together. And this is why we build such collaborations more and more and also maybe more than 20 years ago to build up on existing ideas because it doesn't help that we are reinventing existing ideas again and again or putting our efforts and energy in innovations that are already existing in a similar kind. So we have to come together and use our energy, our expertise and potential to build up on what we already have, because otherwise we lose a lot of chances and potential. And this is yeah a huge chance, which is also supported by the Respires project to bring those ideas together. And it's challenging because I think our uh, we are not we as I would think as a high level yeah as human beings in the twenty twenty one are not so used to it to work together 
and to look behind our own perspective. We are trying to learn it and I think uh, we are getting better and better, but this is challenging, of course. And starting from challenges in communication, misunderstanding, different perspectives on how we solve problems. But on the one hand, uh, on the other hand, this is exactly where the chances are. So we see how other people are dealing with challenges and that, that it works. <laughs> so we can adapt those strategies to our own institutions and the other way around. And this is what we are trying to do with also the mentor-mentee collaborations and the general collaborations in Respires to learn from each other, but not only on the expertise level and expert level, but also on how, how are you dealing with problems? How are we dealing with problems? How can we bring this together to solve really big problems like pandemics or mistrust in science, which we were not facing before because we were not that connected. And I think it's really important to, to bring this forward and also to build this trust in other ways of finding solutions and yeah I think it's also kind of yeah just interesting way yeah to to get to know other approaches. So what would be the ultimate end goal of REST BIOS as the fate of all EU projects is they have a finite timeline and you put things into place that prolong the legacy of the project and try and move forward without too much additional forward push from the project leads. What would be the ultimate goal of REST BIOS for education do you think? Yeah, that's a good question, because as you said, it's um, it's a little bit like the example I was giving before in planting values or planting ideas uh, in students, which they can then use also in future when the educators are not there anymore. And yeah, I, I wouldn't say mentors are educators, mentees are students. It's, it's a different collaboration. It's, it's, it's more a collaboration and uh, exchange of perspectives. But the idea is that maybe we all learn in this process how to work together and how to use other expertise and perspectives. And even if this project is over, I think we all learned, okay, hmm, there are different institutions who have expertise in this field or on that field. Maybe we learned how to reach out to other institutions and yeah, awake also the interest and motivation to work together on existing problems, because this is this is hard and it's uh, we, we talked about it. It's um, connected also to a lot of challenges. So I think the, the border also the so the institutions are not so afraid anymore to work together. And I think this would be a seed that we can use for future projects. Um, to use this expertise, to work with other institutions together, maybe also with institutions um, or countries which are not part of this project now, but that uh, we are all able to learn from each other and involve other expertise of, of other, other people. And I think this is something which hopefully be, is, a, is a result of the RESPIAS project, but this is on a methodology level, yeah, on a mindset level. I think on the content level so to say it's definitely it was good to have an exchange about how we bring responsible research and innovation in concrete ways like workshops open um, campuses other outreach events into society and these events will not stop after the respires project is over they will develop further and further and maybe become more and more addressing the needs of the current institutions and will get directly in touch with the community. And this is what will bring those ideas not only into the institutions, but also into the society 
for a longer time, uh, much longer time, hopefully, than the RESPIOS project is going on. So I think it's the, the, the content which we were exchanging and learning from each other, this will stay. And on the other hand, the mindset of collaboration and what chances this has for us that we are also maybe strengthened to do future collaborations together. Thank you for joining us today, Saskia. The RESPIOS project is funded by the EU with the grant number 872146. To learn more about the RESPIOS project and the other pillars of RRI, please go to respios.eu. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.